Thank you, Nayla, for joining us. So what I do is I pay attention to music and what people are wearing in their videos and some of the popular shows to kind of get inspiration because you can tell what's going on there. And as a woman in a male-dominating industry. What's up, everyone? It's the next big thing, the heavy hitter DJ Wala, and you are now plugged into the Subject Thread Podcast. You can check out episodes on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. You are now tuned in to Subject Thread Podcast, giving you real dose of storyboard conversations, art, money, culture, and more. 3M Hair Studio is a marketplace for women of all shades, shapes, and sizes to find their highest quality hair extensions, organic skincare, the latest in trend and fashion, and more. Their fashion collection ranges in sizes from small to 4X. They are proud to introduce themselves as a U.S.-based company. They ship to the U.S. and Canada. Follow them today on Instagram at 3M Hair Studio and visit them online at www.3mhairstudio.com. Make sure you sign up for their rewards program. You don't want to miss their amazing monthly deals. Once again, that's www.3mhairstudio.com. Hey, what is up? What is up? This is your girl in the building, Naila. And I am just going to drop a couple of gems on why I became an entrepreneur, why I do think it is the way, and why do I think it's important to have multiple streams of income? Now, let me just be clear. Everybody plays a position in this world. Everybody is equally important. Whether you are a doctor, a lawyer, a teacher, whether you work at the grocery store, let me just be clear. I I don't feel like nobody's better than anybody else, but I do think that it's essential for people to have multiple streams of income. Even if you are working at the grocery store or you're a teacher or you have a traditional job, I do think it's important that you have multiple streams of income. And I think COVID-19 actually put that in perspective especially for people of color, black people, melanated people, especially for people of color. So I'm not going to give too much away of why I became an entrepreneur, but I'll touch on it just a little bit because I'm still writing my book of life and I don't want to give everything away. But both my parents were actually entrepreneurs, actually are still entrepreneurs. Two different people, two different spectrums, two different walks of life. My mom Actually, Simone had a couple of hits in the early 90s. My family depends on me and Hey Fellas. And she was signed to Atlantic, Strictly Rhythm Atlantic Records. So she showed me entrepreneurship. She was in plays like Mama I Want to Sing on Broadway in London. So I seen entrepreneurship from her. She showed me that. My dad, completely different person. He was actually a kingpin. So he was a form of, of an entrepreneur as well, but they were just two different people. That's probably why they didn't work because you had one that was a singer, traditional like singer, straight and narrow. And then you had one that was a kingpin. Now they equally showed me how to hustle, just two different perspectives. So that's kind of like why I became an entrepreneur because I saw that it was freedom. I saw that you were able to do whatever you needed to do. And though they didn't have the complexities to understand 
the things that I understand because I just think that that's just the times that they were in because they came up in, like I discussed this before, our parents that are in their 60s and 70s, even late 50s, they are on the backs of segregation. They were like the one births out of segregation and out of the civil rights movement. So a lot of them didn't understand like the importance of saving and doing multiple things. And then you had a lot of people that were kingpins or were selling drugs. Like my dad was part of that whole eighties environment when that was going on. So a lot of that stuff was going on, but I did equally learn a lot of different things. Like my dad, he could have been a mathematician. And I tell him that all the time. His story is crazy because he would equate kilograms and kilos and ounces and be able to decipher how much money he was going to make. So when he would talk to me about different things like that, it was math. And that's probably why I'm so good at math. And that's why it also helps me in terms of trading, in terms of doing real estate deals, in terms of franchises I have percentages in. So that's kind of like it in a short frame. Cause like I said, I don't want to give too much away. I'm still working on my, my story, still working on my journey, but that's kind of why. And as I got older, I started to see, like I've worked for corporations. I work for people and I started to see like, it's a rat race at times. And I feel like a lot of corporations, not all, but I feel like they don't just treat their employees good. That's just my personal opinion on that. I just don't think that corporations value their employees. You can be there today, going tomorrow. It shows with everything that happened just recently, how many people have had to file unemployment. It's over 30 million people. I mean, it's just really. So I started thinking to myself, what are recession proof industries? And a couple things came to me. So real estate came to me in my early 20s. I bought nine pieces of property when I first got into real estate the first year. My portfolio was at $1.3 million and I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. I'm going to just keep it all the way 100. And I made a lot of money and a lot of mistakes for years, years, years. So when the bubble happened and we went into a recession, it hit me like a ton of bricks. I was like, oh, wow. That's because I didn't educate myself. You are now tuned in to Subject Thread Podcast, giving you real dose of storyboard conversations, art, money, culture, and more. So I realized real estate was one. And in my latter years, I started realizing that trading is another thing. Trading has been going on since the beginning of time. They traded rice, wheat, corn, coffee, sugar, the things that they still trade to this day. Those are called commodities. Now, I've been trading for four years, seriously, for the last two. Well, when you're working for a corporate environment, you just put your money in a 401k, you choose how you want it to be flipped, and then that's it. You don't have your hands on it. And I was thinking to myself, why is my hands not on it? I see that I pump gas, I go to the grocery stores, I'm exchanging currency, I'm exchange, I'm buying things from different brands. Why am I not owning percentages in stock? I buy Nikes. Nike's on the stock exchange. I exchange currency when I pump gas. All of these things are part of the market. They're just different instruments that are part of the market. So I said, I need to start learning how to trade. So that's why I added it to my portfolio in addition to real estate as well. And those are things that we're going to talk about later in more episodes. 
But I think it's essential that you add those things to your portfolio. Now, me, when I drop different gems on my blacktrader.com website, you'll never see me asking any money, join any kind of membership or anything of that nature. I'm not with any of those things. And I'm not knocking anybody that is. I'm just a blessed enough person to not ask nobody for nothing. Trading has changed my life. It definitely has added to it. It definitely will condition you because when you're trading, you can't be emotional. If you are emotional, you will lose money. Not saying that you're going to win every time, but you can't go into the markets upset. So a lot of times, if I'm having a bad week, I'm not trading. I trade currencies and indices. Those are my main instruments that I personally trade. And I do trade uh, the Telsa stock as well. The reason why I like the currency instrument which is also considered Forex, is because it's a 24-hour market. So 24 hours, five and a half days a week, that market is open. There's liquidity in that market that's out of this world. It trades at like $6 trillion a day. So wrap your head around $6 trillion a day. It doesn't matter if we're in a recession, if markets are going down. At the end of the day, people will still exchange currency. That's not going to ever go away. And that proves it with what's going on right now. So I trade typically the London session and the New York sessions. Those are my favorite sessions to trade. And I don't trade every single day. That's another misconception as well. I trade normally Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays I'm trading unless I find Something that's really appetizing to me, I may throw in a trade on a Monday. I don't trade Sundays and I don't trade Fridays. And there are times that I'll just trade for three weeks out of the month and I'll take off the whole week. Or I'll trade just a one week out of the month and I'll take off the whole, the next three weeks. Consistency in trading is a, is a phenomenal thing. Hey, what's up? What's up? What's up? So DJ Walla has blessed us with an official mix for summer 2020 for subject thread podcast it is off the chain you can actually download it on soundcloud and youtube and our official site culturecurbside.com don't say i never gave you anything because you can make thirty thousand dollars in a week and not trade for two months the most money that i've ever made has been in the high digits. Now, what's funny is I consider myself a decent trader, pretty good trader. I call out trades on TradingView. I've been doing that a lot lately, going over my different charts. But there are traders that are my peers that are making $72,000 in a day. I mean, like this is real talk. So I always say to, to people, anytime I meet somebody, especially a black woman, I'm always saying to them, why don't you learn real estate? Why don't you learn trading? Why don't you learn how to repair your credit if it's damaged? Why don't you have multiple streams of income? Why don't you set up your bank accounts to where you have a hub of main income and then you separate it? This is your bill account. This is your savings account. This could be for investing account. I'm always trying to steer people of things that I learned along the way because I didn't always know it. When I was a little bit younger, I would go spend ten, fifteen thousand dollars in the mall like it was nothing. Now, don't get me wrong, I still have fun, but I budget. I'm nowhere near what I used to be. I would go spend fifty-three thousand dollars after just closing a real estate wholesale deal, 
and I spent fifty three thousand dollars in a month. This is true story, you know. So, and I'm not gonna give all of it away again because it's something that I went through. So I started trading, like I said, four years ago. It was right after the project with Sneaker Boutique ended. Sneaker Boutique is a company that I founded, did extremely well, featured on Ebony Magazine, TNJ, The Source, The Vibe Magazine, like featured in so many media publications, was able to have a brick and mortar store. And it was a great experience. I will never take anything away from that. With companies, some companies have a duration of 50 years and some companies have a duration of three, four, five years. You get to network, you get publicity, you're able to forge relationships that are amazing. And that's what that was for me. So it was definitely a learning experience. What I've learned, especially these last two years, that a lot of things that I've always tried to give people or show people, invest in people, give people projects, just different things, helping so many individuals. I started to do those things for myself and I'm starting to see more success. So I don't push things on people anymore. I just drop gems like I'm doing right now with Subject Thread Podcast. I'm dropping gems, things that I've learned along the way that have made me successful, where I don't have to work for anyone. I don't have to clock in. I don't have to take any kind of You tell me when I can go to work, when I can have vacation time. (laughs) You know, none of those things exist in my world. So I'm dropping gems. And I've invited a couple of guests that are going to drop gems as well. Successful real estate investors. I'm not going to tell you their names because by the time this drops, the other episodes will not drop. So that's going to be a surprise. But I have other real estate investors that are very successful that will be on the show. I have traders that are very successful that I'll be on the show, franchise owners, people that are into art, actors, actresses, musicians, producers, DJs. So it's going to be an abundance of different guests throughout the weeks on Subject Thread Podcast. And it's going to be where you can pick people's brain and just hear information and be flooded and take notes and free gems to help you. Now, if you want to Go further with some of the guests. That's something that you would have to choose to do. But the information is definitely out there for you. The opportunities are out there for you as well. You just have to search for them. And it's something that I tell people all the time. If you can go work for a company for 5, 10, 15 years, why can't you put two or three years into yourself in terms of self-development, spiritually, physically, mentally, and financially? It all comes together. So that's what I've been doing. What's up, everyone? It's the next big thing, the heavy hitter DJ Wala, and you are now plugged into the Subject Thread Podcast. You can check out episodes on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. For the last two years, I've been on it hard. And I've been on it so much so that it's like no dating, no spending money crazy, no partying. So before all of that quarantine stuff happened, I was already ahead of the game. I was already like, yay. You know, I was like, this is pretty cool because all it has allotted me to do is go further, to put more things in motion, to be more focused. I've been writing for the last 90 days, nonstop. So much so that I made the wrong person my notepad. And creatives know what I'm talking about. Other writers, creatives, you know what I'm talking about. We make somebody our notepad. And we send them everything that's in our mind for like a week or two. 
and I made the wrong person my notepad. <laughs> no, I should have known better, but I did make the wrong person my notepad, and I gave them some of my gems, some things that I already started implementing, but I gave them some of my gems. And I was like, you know what? Forget it. I'm super transparent. I don't care. One thing Jill Scott said on her verses with Erica Badu, she said, you know, writers, we can't hold on to our stuff. You're pretty much doing a disservice to, to ourselves if we're not releasing our creativity, whether we're writers, whether we're painters, whether we're investors, whether we're self-employed. Those things are a form of art. 10% of the population is self-employed. So it takes special people to do certain things that this world does. It's different from the traditional world. Some people may not get your dreams. Some people may not get your opportunities. Some people may not understand that you're a writer. If they're not a writer, they're not going to understand. If they're not a creative person, they're not going to understand. If they're just used to traditional things, they are not going to understand you. And that's okay. (laughs) You know, that is okay. You have to understand yourself and you have to surround yourself with like-minded individuals. If you're a real estate investor and you are around, say, somebody that works at the movie theater, and no disrespect to a movie theater person, I'm just saying, y'all are not in the same pool of, of circle. They're not going to understand your, your stripes. They're not going to understand how it is to budget when you get a large check from a wholesale deal or a flip. They don't understand I may have just got 60 racks, but do I need to go spend all of that 60 racks? No. I may need to let it hold me to sustain me until I get into another deal. And sometimes those things happen. There are times that my trading can go so well, I'm averaging eight to 12 a week. And there are times that the next month, I may have only averaged eight for the whole month. So you have to sustain yourself and you have to be a little bit smarter, a little bit more creative because you're not getting a weekly or a bi-weekly check. And there's nothing wrong with that because what you make supersedes the average income by far. But you have to put work into that. It does not happen overnight. You are going to have setbacks. You are going to be stressed out. You are going to be like, am I doing the right thing? Like I've had those conversations with myself many a night. Even when I would be super successful, I would be still having those conversations with myself. So I just was like, you know, I want to take myself to the next level. And that requires a lot of discipline. That requires doing things that your peers are not doing. They don't understand why you can't go out to drink. They don't understand why you don't want to go on this vacation. They don't understand why you're not dating. (laughs) You know, people just be like, what is going on? Why are you taking vacations by yourself? I'm actually on vacation right now. I've been on vacation for three weeks, but I've been working while I'm on vacation. So it's a shock when people are like, are you really on vacation? I'm like, yeah, I keep extending it every week. And I literally keep extending myself every week. But I'm doing so many creative things and recording so many episodes and having so many guests that it's like a blessing for me. Yo, it's the heavy hitter DJ Wala, and you're now plugged into the Subject Thread Podcast with your host, Nyla Lavelle. So that's why I got into trading. I think it's essential that everybody adds it to their portfolio. I'm going to, like like I said, you're going to have different traders of different instruments on here. You'll have stock traders, option traders. Forex traders. You just have to choose what instrument suffices you. I wouldn't suggest learning all of them at the same time. However, once you learn a chart, you can trade anything. I trade price action. I don't use indicators, but I don't diss anybody that does use indicators. 
but I trade pure price action, trend line confirmation, Fibonacci sequences, supply and demand, support and resistance, market structure. That's my style of trading. And I know for a person that doesn't trade, I just went way over your head. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that was my little gem for this evening. Please add multiple streams of income to your portfolios. And it just doesn't have to be trading. It could be real estate investing. It could be franchises. It could be multiple things. I feel like this downtime is the time for you to really get on your bicycle. It really, really is. There's no better time than the present. Because what are you waiting for? You sitting up in, in somebody's face? What are they doing for you? What are y'all doing for each other? What are you doing solo and then coming together? Like, really, you got to have these really, these in-depth conversations with yourself. Like, what are you really doing with your downtime? What is really happening that's substantial? And when you don't get the answer back that sounds positive, then you got to really check in within yourself. So this is Naila Lavelle. I am signing off. That's my gems. This is why I got into trading. And I hope you look forward to the next couple of episodes that are coming up. You're going to be excited. I'm excited. And that's that's it. It's a wrap. Peace out.